It's great to be back here at the, uh, the Landers College for the boys. And uh, I have a, uh, a revelation that I would like to share with our members tonight. Actually, it's in Parashat Vayera. So I think the story is well known, but I would like to make some analysis and ultimately come to a, a big hadush. So in Parashat Vayera, we read about the, uh, the cities of Sidon, Amora, and the other uh, cities that God told Avraham Abinu that he's going to destroy. So the Pasu comes along and says, if you look at uh, Perek Yutet, Pasuk Chavtet, Vahi b'shachet Elohim et Areh HaKikar, so when Bore Olam came to destroy the Areh HaKikar, those were the cities in the, uh, in the Kikar, in the plain, Vahi skor Elohim et Abraham, so Hashem remembered Abraham. And the Kadosh Baruch Hu saved Lot Metocha Hafecha. What does it mean, Metocha Hafecha? So that she told us earlier by Yahafoch, when God destroyed Sedom, Sedom and Amoran, those cities were on a bedrock. And Borelam actually flipped over the bedrock. So it was Mamash, literally, by Yahafoch. He turned it over. So the Pasuk says, Lot was saved from the Hafecha. Somehow he escaped. So the question all that he should him ask on the Pasuk is, but what does Abraham have to do with this? How did Hashem remember Abraham? So Rashi Kadosh comes along and says, a big Hadush, when he says, What is the Zechira of Abraham? Alot niskar. Actually, Bari Olam remembered what Lot did to Abraham. So Abraham had something to do over here with Lot being saved. Actually, it was what Lot did to Abraham. And what was that? Shehaya Lot Yodaya Shesara Ishto Shel Abraham. Last week's parasha, we learned what? That Abraham was taken, went down to Mitzrayim. And if you remember at the time, he was worried that since his wife was a beautiful lady, and over there in Egypt, they never saw a pretty lady like this. He was worried that they're going to abduct her, which they eventually did. So Abraham Abinu said, listen, if I'm going to say I'm your husband, they're going to kill me. And now I'll come along and say that I'm your brother, and you're my sister, and therefore, they'll be kind to me. They'll try to get close to me so they can get close to Sarah. So that was the, the plan. Says Rashi, Shaya Lot Yodeya Shisara Ishtushal Abraham. Lot knew the truth. Lot knew that Abraham's not the brother of Sarah, but he's the husband. And therefore, Vishama Shahmar Abraham, and he hears Abraham saying, Mitzrayim al Sarah Ahotihi. That's my sister. Velo Gilah Dabar. And to the credit of Lot, he didn't uh, he didn't reveal it. And therefore, Shaya Hasalav, he had mercy on Abraham. Lefika Hasakadosh Baruch Hu Alav. 
Mida connected Mida, which is, uh, we could say it, you know, he could have came along and uh, spilled the beans, but he didn't. He didn't throw Abraham under the bus. So they didn't put him under the bus either. Under the hafecha of Sedom. He was hasal Abraham, and they were hasal him. I'm reading this Rashi, and I'm saying, is this such a shevach that you get saved? I mean, let's, let's go the other side. And let's say he would tell on Abraham. He's a Moser. So they were, for not being a Moser, that's considered a zechut. A person walks by a bank. And they come along and say, eh, he didn't hold up the bank. He didn't rob the bank. Ah, this is, um, we never saw something like this before. Uh, you have to save the guy's life. For not being Moser, his uncle, the Tzadik Abraham. So for that already, they take, Lord, Kilu, he's a Tzadik Yisod Olam. And for that, he's going to get saved. Because of this question and other questions, the Ramban has a different Malach. The Ramban, if you look in the uh, Humash, will say that why did God save Lot? Yes, for something he did to Abraham. And what did he do to Abraham? He traveled with him. Last week's parasha, when Hashem says, Lech lecha ma'artecha, the tzivui was given to Abraham, not to Lot. Lot was sitting pretty in Haran. But Lot said, the tzaddik needs an entourage. The tzaddik cannot travel alone. Therefore, he picked himself up from his comfort zone in Haran, and he travels with the tzaddik Avraham, which is Misirut Nefesh. Lot did not have a tzivui, says Ramban. And then what happened? Lot ends up in Sedom, which becomes a dangerous place. But how did he end up with Sedom? Only because he decided to travel with Abraham. What happened? They started to have the Machlokot, the Ru'eh Abraham and the Ru'eh Lot, was all the money. So Abraham told Lot, listen, we have to separate. You go to the right, I'll go to the left, etc. That means the only reason why Lot ended up in Sedom is because he decided to travel with Abraham. Says Ramban, if Lot would have stayed in Haran, he never would have got in trouble in the first place. But because he went to help the tzaddik, so the fate had it that from helping the tzaddik, his next stop was Sedom. Says the Ramban, and when you go, to, uh, when Abraham was given a commandment, lech lecha, that it's ifui from Hashem, no bad can come out of it. Uh, and if Lot's going to get killed in Sedom, it comes out that the shlichut of Abraham, which was a shlichut shel mitzvah, has a bad totza'ah. And you can't have a bad totza'ah from a shlichut shel mitzvah, so therefore Lot had to be saved. He goes on to say something incredible that Amban, and that explains why Abraham went to save Lot in the four kings and the five kings, because he felt responsible. Because Abraham made a hajbon and said, poor guy, if he didn't give me the entourage, he never would have been in this mess in the first place. But because he did me a chesed, so now uh, I, I'm on the hook, I have to help him. Which is an amazing thing, how the tzaddikim, they don't look to shirk their responsibilities. Here Abraham is looking for an, uh, 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 an excuse why is Hayab to, to save Lord? Somehow he connected himself. Uh, it was my fault that he got to Sedom. My fault? You told him to go to the Sedom? He chose Sedom. Yeah, but he wouldn't have to even make a choice if he didn't decide to travel with me. So therefore, indirectly it went through me. And therefore, Fine. So we have a Mahlouk at Nashim and Amban. But Amban sounds more pshat because at least we understand the Zikhut of Lot. He did something voluntarily which is a big chesed. Whereas when it comes to the chesed that, Lot, that Rashi talks about, seems very, very minimal, if any, anything at all. I will tell you what the 
the Saba from Slabotka said. Saba from Slabotka said, I don't know what you're looking for, Zichuyot. We just read that when the angels came to Sedom, Lot was Moshe Nefesh. Lot came along and did something that most of us would not be able to do. In Sedom, hospitality was banned. Banned meaning they would kill you if they saw you were giving Hasidaka and Chesed. And um, no consideration to Lot. He doesn't care whatsoever. And with great sacrifice, he invites the, uh, the, the angels at his house. So why isn't that considered a zikhut? That's a chesed to a very high degree. Saba from Zabatka says, a big chedush. He said, yeah, it's very nice. We're not minimizing it. But uh, he was raised with that. He lived with Avraham after all. And that's something he, he witnessed. So you can't say that chesed was Lot's accomplishment. He copied Avraham. He was a good student. He learned it. He saw it. This is what he knew to be correct. Masha'enkir, he says, the fact that he knew information about Abraham and he was able to hold the secret, that already was his own accomplishment. That's his own midah that he developed and he didn't learn it. And therefore he says, although if you put them both on the scale, Hachnasat or is probably greater than not ratting out Abraham, but because it was self-developed, so that already makes it for Lot a greater zechut. Something that he accomplished on his own. It's not something that he, he saw, and therefore he had a model, and he had a, you know, someone to copy. No, the fact that he was able to keep a secret was Lot's own midah that he understood and came to on his own. And therefore, for that uh, uh, fact, the Sabah Slobatka says, it's a greater zechut than, than the Mishirut Nefesh. But I saw another explanation to explain that she. I saw another explanation. That actually was a big zikhut for Lot, what he did. Why? So we know Lot, one of his weaknesses was money. As a matter of fact, that's what ended up causing him to split away from Abraham. He saw the money, he saw Sedom, he saw the good life. That was a Yetzirah. So the Mefarshim say, now Abraham gets to Mitzrayim. And he comes along and tells everybody, I'm Lot's, uh, I'm uh, Sarah's uh, brother. So what were they doing? The Midrash says everybody started to give gifts to Abraham. Because they wanted to get close to Abraham so they can get close to Sarah. Now he comes back to his hotel room, he sees all boxes of gifts over there with people leaving their phone numbers in order that Abraham maybe can send a shidduch with his pretty... But his pretty sister Sarah. And now Lot is watching this, that Abraham's making a killing over here by saying that he's the brother. And Lot comes along and says, but wait, I'm the real brother. And therefore, if I come along now and tell them that I'm the real brother, all that money that Abraham is making off this, <clears throat> I'll make it myself. So therefore, Lot had to struggle with revealing the secret because there was money to be made over here. For, because Lot is the real brother of, of Sarai Manu. So all they had to come along and say, by the way, Rabotai, this guy's an imposter. If you want, yeah, or so by the way, put the, all the gifts, make it out, don't make it out to Abraham, make out the checks to Lot. I'm the guy you need to talk to. I'm the real brother of it. This guy's over here walking around uh, claiming he's me. <laughs> and for Lot, that's a big thing. For Lot to overcome his for money and not to tell 
the truth and, and actually to watch Abraham use Lot's identity in order to be successful. That makes Lot's Nisayon that much greater. And that's why he uh, 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 gets credit to get saved. Well, that's a simple explanation in Rashid, Ramban, the Sabbath from Slobodka. But I'll tell you what caught my attention. There is a piyut that is mekubal by all Klai Yisrael. I don't think there's a community in the world that does not begin Lel Shabbat with the piyut of Lechadodi from Abshlomo El Kabetz, the great Kabbalist and Paitan from Sfat 500 years ago. And of course, the, uh, the author of the Lechadodi, he's Kemat Elishon. You know, that generation are on the border. So it's, uh, you can either go as the last of the Rishonim or the first of the Haronim. So they're Ben Hashem Ashoti, Sadiqim. And it's clear that if this piyut made it to the Sidurim of all clients, and that's the way we bring in Shabbat, it was written with great kavanot. And if you look at the Sidurim, the old Sidurim, they give Perush Tefillah, they all go into deep interpretations of what the Rav meant. And I want to make it very clear. You're going to see that a lot of the things that he writes in the Chedri rhyme. Lechadudi, lekrat, kala, pene, shabbat, lekabela. So then you start to fall into the trap that, yeah, the only reason why he said what he said is because he needs to rhyme over here. Now this is not hickory dickory dock over here. This is a, one of the great tzaddikim that is, 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 is writing something, kima'at beruah HaKodesh. I mean, if it became mekubal in all Christ, it was a tremendous yatad and there's great, great kavanot that are done over here. So I made an observation. I said, when I read these words about Lot in the parasha, and the pasuk says, Vayiskor Elohim et Avraham, Vayishalach et Lot mitocha hafecha. Mitocha hafecha. Those words resonated. It, it, it reminded, where, where did I know those words from? Mitocha hafecha. So I clicked. Nechadodi. What does he say over here of Shomel Kabetz in the third standard? Mikdash Melech. Ir Melucha. Shomel Kabetz the Mikdash. Ir Melucha Jerusalem. So the, the rabbi is saying, Kumitzei. Either he's talking to the Shekhinah, or he's talking to the Kedosh Baruch Hu, or he's referring to the Mashiach. Kumitzei. Or to the temple itself. Rise up. Mitoka Hafecha. Oh. Metoka Hafecha. And the Mefarshah Sidur say, Metoka Hafecha. It's quoting over here. It's coming from this Pasuk over in the parasha. That Lot was saved, Metoka Hafecha. And the simple Pshar, I guess, in the Chadudi is, now Yerushalayim is hafucha. When the Romans came, they destroyed it. So therefore, the rabbi says, Just like Lot was saved from the destruction, from the overturned cities, so to the rabbis asking, Simple explanation. Well, I asked. Again, and don't fall into the, to, to the rhyme reason here. Because you're going to say, there you go. Now you're back to uh, now you're back to nursery rhymes. No, that's not the pshat. There must be a deeper reason why Rav Shlomo Elkemitz decided to use a pasuk 
this parasha by Lot, when he talks about the rebuilding of Jerusalem, he talks about it should be metoka hapecha. What is his kabana? So, with this introduction of Botai, I'd like to begin tonight's derash. That was an introduction in order to bring us now to prepare the table in order to explain one line in the Lechadudi. But in order to understand it, we've got to go back to the beginning of the parasha. The beginning of the parasha is well known. The three angels come to visit Abraham. And everybody knows that the angels came along. One came to destroy Sedom. That was the angel called Gabriel. One came to heal Abraham. That was Raphael. And one came to give Sarah the good news that she's going to have a, a child. That was Michael. At least according to one opinion in the Gemara. They have Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. And everybody asks the same questions on this sugya. I understand why Michael had to come. She has, has to give the news to Sarah. Raphael made a house call in order to cure Abraham. It's the third day of the Brit Milah. Gabriel, go destroy Sodom. What does he have to make a visit to Abraham? Now, I, I don't blame him. You want to visit the tzaddik? Who doesn't want to go visit the tzaddik? I also would want to go, even if that's not my charge. But uh, the angels can do that another time. If, if, if your mitzvah is to go destroy Sodom, mitzvah he has no right to make a pit stop and go visit the tzaddikim. Uh, you have an obligation to go destroy Sodom. So why does he make his, uh, a stop to Abraham? That's an old question. I don't know what I'm going to say. You might have heard, but I'm adding very, very important points now. And then, at one point in the story, we're at the visit. The angels come along, and they tell uh, Abraham Abinu, uh, For my taste, that's too personal of a question, to be honest with you. Uh, if I don't even if an angel came to my house and said, well, you know, where's, uh, where's the Rebetzin? Where's your Rebetzin? I mean, that's, uh, it's too close for company. I would call the 911. You want it? Even regards to the Rebetzin, to me, is too close for comfort. You came to visit the rabbi, come to the rabbi. Are you asking a personal question? And Abraham, obviously he's a great son. He wasn't offended. And he answers. Instead of saying, none of your B.I. business, he comes along and says, no, in the tzaddik doesn't get offended like me. He answers, in And obviously the question is, uh, the angels are going away from the, uh, from the protocol. And I have another question I'd like to ask you. The word that bothered me, that I never paid attention, but I, when we learn homage, you have to slow down and focus on every word. I'm meeting this person for 50 years, and I'm only focusing, and like we all do, where's Sarah? Ba'ohel, ba'ohel, ba'ohel. But there's a word that Abraham says before ohel. He never ba'ohel. He never ba'ohel. Now, the Malbim and others, Mefarshat Torah, say that any time the Torah uses the word hine, it means something, as if, surprise. Now, what, is it a surprise that she's in the ohel? I thought we learned when we were kids, she's always in the oil. And now all of a sudden Abraham says, Wow, she'ayana v'kiyimana v'kiyano, he neba oil. Wow, uh, shock. Abraham should have said, 
Ba'ohel. Where else? She's always in the oil. So I saw, to answer this question, of the Hineh, a very, very interesting mahalach in this whole question and answer. It's from the Sefer called Haktab HaKabbalah, which I recommend our members in learning the Peshutoshul uh, Mikra to use this Sefer a lot. Very, very, very important. Peshutoshul Mikra. So he says, listen, angels come, they guests. They see something very strange. They see a man who obviously just went through a surgery. He's in his pajamas, in a robe. He's hobbling around. Uh, obviously, he's in pain. And he's setting the table, and he's going getting food and all that. Something that in a normal house, the lady does. I mean, usually the hospitality of setting the table is uh, the lady's job. And then when they see Abraham doing all this over here, first of all, they're saying, I mean, does this man have a wife? And if he does have a wife, how could she let this man who just went through surgery on a sweltering hot day, doesn't she have any compassion uh, to come along and at least help him? So when they came along and they said, they weren't asking for location. They were saying it, where's your wife? What kind of wife is over there making you do all the work over here? Why isn't she involved in the Haqnasat Orchim? It was a rhetorical question. Like they were wondering to themselves, where's, this, where's the lady, where's the wife? Strange. Abraham comes along and says, is. What do you mean? Of course, she's normally doing all the hospitality. But Hine, surprise, today, she has to remain in the oil. You know why? My wife is 90 years old, but something just happened to her. She's now behaving biologically like a 19-year-old. All of a sudden, she started to get her metabolism and her cycle back. And therefore, in our house, we cannot serve food that's tamer. And therefore, her hine, today, she's by oil. Because something changed in her metabolism. Something changed in her, in her way. And therefore, her, it's a hadush that she's in the oil. Nobody should not be in the oil. Nobody should be outside uh, entertaining but uh, I told her to stay in because I don't know that is the Haqqat not to metame the food and something happened to her and she's, she started to become refreshed it's a new way of learning the Pesukim but I would like to explain the Hine based on a Hidush that's well known from the Hidush Arim. so the Hidush Arim says and you know it already but I want to add some points Hidush Arim says one day we're contemplating to make David Melech the uh, king. So Doega Adomi, Doega Adomi came into the Bet Midrash and said, before you contemplate his uh, legality or his ascendancy to the throne, you have to see if he's even Ra'ul Abu Bakahal. He might not even be uh, legitimate to come into the Kahal. Why? Because of his grandmother's root. And we know root is Mu'aviyah. And we know the Torah bans Mu'avi people not from converting, they can convert, but once they can convert, they have to marry themselves. They can't come into the kahal. So Ruth is a Mu'aviyah convert. It's David's grandmother. So if Ruth is illegitimate, David's illegitimate. So Doeg says, forget about talking about his legitimacy to be the king. He might not be even legitimate to come into the kahal. So the Tzadikim and the Bit Midrash that they told Doeg, calm down, Doeg. You're wrong. It's the men. The men are banned. The ladies are okay. So Doeg says, I don't know why. The ladies are guilty of the same crime that the Mu'abi men did. The Mu'abi men are not accepted into Klaise because they were inhospitable. 
They came out of Mitzrayim. We passed by uh, Moab. They didn't come out to greet us, to give us uh, food. They didn't even sell us. And the ladies were just as guilty. So therefore, if the reason is because of inhospitality, inhospitality, the ladies are equal, therefore the egg says, Ruth is forbidden, David is forbidden, and have a good day. So they came along and they said, oh, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's not right for a Moabi woman to go have to greet Jewish men. Therefore, you, can, you cannot hold them responsible for not coming out. Doeg says, I said that they should go out to greet the men. I never said they should go out to greet the men. I meant to say they should go, they should have at least come out to greet the Jewish woman. Woman to woman. And they didn't do that even. So therefore, they're inhospitable. And therefore, their crime is just like the men. And therefore, Ruth is forbidden. And therefore, the is forbidden. So the Rabbanin come out with a landmark Hiddush, which is a really a landmark. And they say, listen, Klal Gadol Be'yahadut and Klal Gadol Ba'olam. You can never hold the lady responsible why she didn't go out. A lady is never going to be held liable why she stayed home. Because ultimately, that's the default setting of a lady. The Sini'ut. She should be inside. So you can't have a claim. And I know in the modern world this sounds, uh, you know, strange. But I don't think it changed. The Torah's emet, and it's, its emet remains for the ages. And the Gemara is saying over here, a big hadush. So even ladies to go greet ladies. If they did it, okay, it would have been nice. But there's no ta'ana that they didn't. Because ultimately they stayed inside. And that's, uh, that's the place. The Gemara says, uh, how do you know that? So the Gemara says, oh, we have a pasuk in uh, Mishle called Kivuda Bat Melech. Very good, boys. Kivuda Bat Melech. The way of, 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 of a lady, Bat Melech. Pinima. And then the Gemara comes along and says another source. Where is Sarah? In the Ohel. She says, So you see that what? The fact that Sarah is in the Ohel. That already proves to us that the ladies are, uh, the default position is in the oil because that's what Sidi did. And if we could ever have a claim against the lady, why she didn't go out? So far, so good? That's the Gemara in India Bamot. So the Hindu Sharim says something beautiful. There's another reason I didn't tell you why Lot got saved. So far, how many reasons did we give tonight? We said either because he didn't give up the secret or because he escorted. Said maybe because he had Hachtasat Orchi. But the Zorah Kadosh is a different reason. But that's part of not giving up the secret. That's Sashi. Did you ever hear, gentlemen, of the concept Zechut Avot? I'm sure you did. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> did you ever hear, however, of what they call Zechut Banim? Chutbanim is a new concept. Chutavot means that you have a merit because of your ancestors. But did you ever hear of that you have a merit because of your descendants? Lot is the first one that we see a concept, Zechutbanim. The Zora Kadosh says, why did God decide to save Lot? Not because of Lot. But since Lot had something inside of him, a descendant by the name of Moab, and Moab would have a descendant called Ruth, and Ruth would have a descendant called David, and David would have a descendant called Mashiach. 
So therefore we're saving Lot not for him, but for what is going to descend from him. As if there's a diamond in Lot. And we got to wait for that diamond to be extracted from Lot. And therefore Lot is getting saved not for his past, but he's getting saved for his future. And by the way, that's what ended up happening. Lot ends up going with his daughters. Has a child. The child's name is Moab. Moab has a daughter called Ruth. Ruth converts. David Mashiach. So therefore it worked. The Pasuk in Tehilim. Matzati et David Avdi. It says in Tehilim, I found David. I didn't know he was lost. Okay, it seems he was missing. So the Pasuk said, we found him. Matzati et David, Rabotai. Uh, they found him. So the Midrash asks, where, where did they find him? It says, Matzati et David Abdi, where did they find him? Bisdom. He was hiding in Sdom. What the Midrash means to say, yeah, he was in Lot. David was in Lot. That's why he was, he was hiding in the belly of Lot. And therefore God saved Lot only to bring the progeny of David Amelech out. And that's where he got saved. That's called Zechut Banim. Says the Hadush Sharim. <laughs> but if David's not going to get it, be accepted anyway into the kahal, so why save Lot? If this is all good, alatzad, alatzad that Ruth is okay and David's okay, and then we have something to talk. But if anyway he's not going to be accepted, so therefore the whole thing is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an exercise of futility. So what is that talui on? Well, it's talui how you judge the Moabi woman. Do you hold them responsible for not going out or not? And really, it all hinges on how much siniut do we uh, expect of a lady. That really depends, you know, if, if it's the way to go out or not. So says the Hadush Yarim. The angel that was going to destroy Sidon comes to Abraham and asks Abraham, Says that that wasn't a social question. It was a halachic question. I'm going to destroy Sidon. And I got to know if I should save Lot or not. And what does that depend on? Well, it depends if Ruth is going to be okay. And what does Ruth's legitimacy depend on? It depends on where Sarah is. It was a halachic question that he went to ask the Gadol Ador. And therefore, if Abraham comes along and says, Oh, she's out gallivanting. Oh, out gallivanting. Oh, so it's the way the ladies to gallivant. So then the Moabi woman should have gone out and uh, given uh, food. And if, because they didn't, therefore they're guilty, therefore Ruth is not accepted, Debbie is not accepted, don't save Lot. Abraham at this point understood that they weren't asking for a location. They're asking a question of halakha. So Abraham says, Hine, today we're going to be mehadesha halakha. The hine is on the hidush of the halakha. This was never said before. And what is he saying? Ba'ohel. The way of the lady is like Sarah. She's ba'ohel. And therefore you can have no claims against the Moabi woman. Therefore Ruth is permissible. David is permissible. Go save Lot. That's the mahalach of why they had to come to Abraham and why the question was asked. And that explains the hine. It also explains something else. It also explains, if you look, 
Parashat Bayira, the story of the three angels begins in Perek Yudchet. Now, please gentlemen, you know that the Perakim are not Jewish. You're aware of that. Perakim is not a Jewish item. You know, when the, when the Rim came and they had to make their Bible, so they have to announce to their constituents, you know, chapter 18, verse 6. So therefore they made up chapters. But the chapters are not our item. What we do have in our Torah is paragraphs. Parashiyot. Now, I noticed something which I think is shocking. Parashat Vayira begins and opens a new paragraph. And look how long this paragraph is. One, two, three pages. All the way till after Lot is with his two daughters and Moab is born. Now, if I would do that in grade school, I would get an F on my composition for a, for a run-on sentence. I mean, <laughs> when you have a paragraph, a paragraph has to be a certain content. And when you move on to a new subject, you new you indent. Remember the indent? You indent a couple of inches, and you go, it's not a new paragraph. Over here, the Torah's on a run-on. You're talking from Abraham with the three angels all the way to the destruction of Sodom, to Lot with his two daughters. I mean, it's like a, a garden variety of information all in one paragraph. And then it, when, it, when it's done... Parasha ends. And I'm asking, why are you bundling all this information in one parasha? And the pshat is because the beginning of the paragraph explains to you the end of the paragraph. Now, why was Lot saved? Because he had to bring Moab out. Oh, but why is Moab legitimate? Why are the ladies legitimate? I end in the beginning of the paragraph. With the three angels, I said, Aishtecha. So there's a there's a connection between the beginning of the paragraph of the three angels to the events at the end. So far so good? Furthermore, I saw this in the Sefer called Lev Ariyeh. When they go save Sedom, so the angels come along and tell um, Lot, they say, listen, They say, you got to get out. The pasuk is, I'm looking at pasuk, Tedvav. The pressure you lot, hurry up, hurry up. Kum, get up. Take your wife. How'd you learn? Your two daughters. That are here. Oh, I thought they weren't here. What do you mean? As opposed to the daughters that were not here? We would have been fine without the word Hanimsaot, I think. Take your two daughters. I mean, if, that's, if, only, if only has two daughters, we know what you're talking about. No, not the Stam daughters. And nimsaot. So now, Rashi is bothered by the word nimsaot. Clearly. Because he comments on it. So Rashi says, Ah, nimsaot. Look at what he says. He says, nimsaot. Hamzumanot lecha bebayit. The ones that are in the house. <laughs> She makes it even worse. 
And if they're not in the house, they're not his daughters? How do the daughters of Lot become more his daughters because they're in the bayit? Why does he have to say the bayit? What does he want with the bayit? And then, that she says, out of character, umidrash agada yesh. There's a lot of good midrash on this pasuk. Now, Rashi is not the, uh, uh, the advice department to tell us, you know what? Check out the midrash, Rabotai. Great stuff. Uh, I don't know Rashi to give me uh, counsel when to go to the midrash, when not to. But he couldn't control himself. All of a sudden he says, umidrash agada yesh bazeh. But Rashi, you're not coming to give me midrash, you're coming to give me pishutoshul mikra. So Levaria says something amazing. You know what? The, I went to the midrash, but I opened the midrash, what Rashi was talking about. Rashi shows a midrash here that explains the word hanim sa'ot. Really, Lot's daughters weren't getting saved for themselves either. You know why they were getting saved? For what was inside of them. Hanim sa'ot. They're only getting saved for the treasure that is inside. Therefore, go take your daughters, but you should know your daughters are getting saved because had nimsaot. And what is nimsaot in the daughters of Lot? Moab, Ruth, David. That's the Midrash. So that she in his pshat says, that's why they had to be in the house. Because since the whole legitimacy of the Moabiyah ladies, is because of the oil. So that she says, Hanim sa'ot babayit. You know, I wonder if they were gallivanting out in the street. Who knows what would have happened to them. But they happened to be in the bayit. And the reader says, What does she want to have to be in the bayit? So she has to say, Go look at the midrash. Go look at the midrash. And you'll see why I had to say bayit over here. Because since the midrash says we're talking about over here, Ruta Mu'aviyah, that's going to come out. Her legality is only because of the bayit. And therefore, Hanim Sa'ot Hamzumanot Babayit. It's amazing the Yukonashi. Fine. So, we have a Gemara. Gemara is in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara, I think it's Yud Gima. Gemara is very interesting. Gemara is discussing. Qualities to develop a Jewish king. It seems that there has to be certain midot. The Jewish king needs to be uh, grown in a certain environment, there's a certain greenhouse that you grow Jewish kings and queens. So the Gemara is saying, what's the, uh, what's the midah? Amazingly enough, the Gemara says, Sini'ut. I wouldn't have guessed it. I mean, clearly the you know the Windsors in uh, overseas that's not their uh, that's not their midah. You know, whenever they can stand in front of a camera and make a lot of uh, noise, they are the first ones to do it. But that's the malchut of the goyim. The malchut of the goyim is obviously the antithesis of tzniut. But for Jewish kingdoms, it has to be built on tzniut. And the Gemara says the mother Rachel Rachel Menu. She was a lady that had siniut. Now, I don't think it's talking about her dress. There's no pictures of Rahel, although for sure she was very modest. I think it's referring to a baby. She was modest. Ah, and she begot Shaul Amelech, first Jewish king. And Shaul was a modest man. 
and he begot Queen Esther. And Queen Esther was modest. And we know Queen Esther's modesty. What's, what's her modesty? There the Gemara says clearly, En Esther Magedet et Amma. When King Ashverosh was trying to pry out her identity, Queen Esther will not reveal it. She's private. And Esther. And the Gemara calls that Sini'ut. Abotai, a new definition of Sini'ut that today the world has forgotten. Sini'ut doesn't only mean how long the dress is or what color your, uh, 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 your, uh, your suit is or how loud you are. Those are all manifestations of Sini'ut. But the Gemara is saying the ability to keep a secret. The ability to not reveal information. That's already a midat siniut, where you keep things private. Esther is that example, the Gemara says. She knows her identity, and no matter what a Hasfurosh is doing, she will not let him know. She's able to keep information quiet. This is a midat of Malchut, the Gemara says. Interesting. That's the siniut of Malchut. And without it, you can't be a melech. You boys maybe are too young. Maybe they still have it today. I'm not sure. And if they do it, it's a it's a hadush. When you used to go to the to the to the to the, to the maybe they still have Hallmark. You used to have a store Hallmark where you buy cards, like you know birthday cards, anniversary cards, special uh, store. You only buy you know cards. And in that store, when I remember I was a kid, they used to have a book, and it was a very very odd book. And there's no book like it. It has a lock on it. And it comes with a key. When you have a book that has a lock on it, and the reader of it, after he finishes, he locks it. Anybody know what book that was? It was called a diary, exactly. There used to be in the end of a diary. Very good. And what was the shot? Why the locket? Because a person's life was considered a private item that was held under lock and key. It, it, it does not belong to anybody. In Yad of It was written, but then only for the reader who experienced these, uh, uh, these memories, but for nobody else. It was a certain amount of privacy. Today, I don't know how popular diaries are. Today, with social media, the shit they you have over here, you have over here situations where there is no privacy anymore. Which is really the way of the Goyim. Today a person is an open, open book, he's an open sefer. They broke all the locks. Social media comes today and anything that a person does, as, as menial as it is, like eating a hamburger, he takes a picture, he has to take a selfie of himself eating a hamburger, and he has to let everybody know what he's doing at all times. And even more pathetic is the people that respond with a thumbs up, Hazaka Baruch, eating a hamburger. <laughs> I, I think that's even more pathetic than the guy that posted it in the first place. And we cannot wait to let everybody know at all times. And even if you're not a member of the, of the Samich Meim, but all the chats, in two seconds, there's the family chat, and there's the yeshiva chat, and the friend chat, and the shul chat, and the, and the enemy chat, and then all the, the different groups where immediately something happens, a picture goes out. 
ממש הפך עבד המידה במלכות. Today there's a lack of צניעות, even you talk, what do you mean, we're all wearing white shirts, blue, black, black, pear, what do you mean, we're צניעות רבי, the ladies are covering their hair, today it's a renaissance period of צניעות. That's one, 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 one facet of צניעות. But in צניעות of privacy, which is the צניעות that we're talking about for מלכות, I once saw there's 70 nations of the Goyim and there's one nation of the Jews. So it's, 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 it's the battle between the Ayin, which is 70, and the Aleph. And I saw one of the Sephardim bring down to the Goyim, everything is promotion, everything is publicity, everything is uh, noise, make everybody know, presume. Therefore, the 70 represents the letter Ayin. Ayin is the I. Because to them, the value is that the eye see it. Klaisel is the Aleph, is the one. The letter Aleph also stands for the word Pele. You know what Pele means? Not a wonder. But ki Pele If it becomes unknown, it is hidden from you. Pele is mamash, the hefek of Ayin. That's Klaisel. Samuim in Ayin. It's quiet. It's a breach in Siniut to let everybody know everything. And you want to see royalty? Royalty is when you're sitting with a group of people. And everybody's talking, and you have what to say. You don't say. Sometimes you see these wealthy people that can't wait to brag. Oh, I bought this, and I have this, and everybody chimes in, and we have a guy in the shul in the back of Brooklyn, a very wealthy guy, and he sits and listens. Doesn't open his mouth. He has such a control, and he can put these guys in the pocket. He sits, smiles, and everybody thinks, I'm a skiing, this guy, what is he, you know. Meanwhile, if he wanted to add to the conversation, he could do that. They'll be quiet. He'll be able to finish it. But what? He smiles. I tell him, how do you get the resistance? That's to me, that malchut. Just because it's admit, if I still know what you're doing. I say, admit, I'm not lying. So what? Certain things have to remain in the diary. Certain things have to remain under lock and key. That's to me, that malchut. So now I go back, Rabotai. I believe Rashi Kadosh, of course, knows the zikhuyot of Lot. Lot went with Avraham on the entourage. Lot went uh, 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 with Torah. Of course, Rashi doesn't deny those zikhuyot. But where does Rashi mention the zikhut that he was quiet? Right after he gets saved, and the next pasuk talks about he went with his daughters, and he has Moab, which is root. Now that she's saying, the fact that he got saved, okay, but to bring malchut, there you have to find a specific type of zikhut. And that can only be in the realm of siniut. Where do we see Lord had in his DNA a midah that he knows something? And he didn't post it on Twitter. And he come along and say, hey, I'm the real brother. He could have done it. That's not menial. Because when you're looking to create a melech for the Jewish people, that's the gene, that's the dominant gene. So that she specifically says, I know all the other good things Lot did, but we're not looking for that now. The greatness of Lot was, now I'm explaining the Pesukim Rabotai. Lot was different than everybody else in Sedom. I venture to say Sedom was probably like our generation. Everything was public knowledge. I brought a remez to this. 
when the guests come to Avraham's to Lord's house. What does it say in the Pasuk? The Pasuk writes, within a few minutes, the Pasuk says, Terim Yishkavu, before they even went to sleep, that's the people of the city, Nasabu Alabayit. Now, how did everybody know of a sudden? This would be today. They all had a, a WhatsApp, and they all came along. Oh, he has guests. They forwarded it, they forwarded it, they forwarded it. Before you know it, Minar, the Adzakin, Kola'am Bikatsin. That's Sidom's behavior. Before you know it, there's a mob. There's a, there's a, there's a riot in front of the. And look at the difference between. Their homes are not supposed to face each other. Nobody cares about anybody else's business. Today, it's the opposite. Today, even if a guy's not prying into our house, we stick it into his house. But he's not looking. He wasn't looking. Look, we're telling you, look, why are you looking? Look. I don't want to look at your business. Look at it. I'm going to send you my picture. I'm going to send you my information. But he didn't ask for it. This is a high level of pity too. It's probably why Mashiach didn't come yet. Because the, the, the greenhouse that builds a Mashiach and Kleisel was so worried about our dress code and was so worried about other things which were important. But we're missing the boat. Rashi went out of his way to tell us the greatness of Lot was he was different. And this is the way I want to read the Pasuk now. The Pasuk could be read like this. Vaishalach et Lot. God saved Lot. You know why? Mitoch, mitoch over here means since, biglal. You know why I said Lot? Mitoch, biglal, hafecha. He was different. He was hafuch. He had midah hafucha. All the people of Sidom, they come along and they have publicity and there's noise and there's uh, social media. And God says, this man is different. Where's his difference? He knows how to hold things under his tongue. That's already a great midah. That's different than everybody else. And that's the one in our generation as well. Now we go back to the Nechadodi. The Nechadodi, if you look at Rabbi Shumuel Kabetz, the main theme was over here, Mashiach. You see right before, in the paragraph before, or after Mekdash Melech, what does he say? Hitnari ma'afarkumi l'bshi b'kteh tefartech ammi al-yad ben Yishai al-yad ben Yishai bet al-achmi al-yad ish ben Parzi that's the ben Peretz that's the Mashiach the whole thing is about Mashiach There's one day a week in Abotai where we look different than the Goyim. <clears throat> Shabbat is also considered Bechinat Malchut. I don't know if you know the Kabbalah, but every day of the week represents one of the Sefirot. Chesed, Geburah, Tiferet, Nesa, Hod, Yesod. Shabbat is Malchut. Shabbat Malketa. And what did we say the Midah Malchut is? Tzniut. On Shabbat, Al Yetzeh We're limited how we can't even go out. How far we can travel. 
We're limited on Shabbat, but we're allowed to speak. Even the dibur of Shabbat is curtailed. That's midat siniut. Shabbat is malketa. And I'm sorry to tell you that it's hard to tell the difference between some Jews today and the Goyim from Sunday to Friday. Everybody's texting, everybody's WhatsApping, everybody's SMing, everybody's doing all the social media stuff. But then all of a sudden, God's able to see the difference between us and them. When? On Shabbat. The Fahod for 25 hours a week, we put our gadgets on the side, we have no connection to the world, we go back into our homes, back from the home to the Midrash, etc. Bekoshi hitiru lomar shalom b'shabbat. Even our speech becomes limited. As you know, the tzaddikim, samek ta'ani dibur b'shabbat. And the Mishnah Bura says there was some tzaddikim that only spoke Lashon HaKadosh b'shabbat. Already we become more reserved. And the rest of the world is still moving, publicizing, and the media, etc. And Klai Yisrael, we go into a, into a holy, a holy uh, 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 cocoon, which is called Shabbat. That's the day where we recognize we're different. And therefore, my belief is that when the Gemara says, if the Jews would only keep one more Shabbat, because that's where we show our tzini'ut. One day a week on Shabbat. And that could be what the Shlomo El Kabetz meant when he said, Mikdash Melech. He's bring the bed to Mikdash back. In Melukat, the city of Jerusalem. Kumi Mashiach, rise up. Today on Shabbat. Mitoch, you know why? Ha-hafecha. Because today you see we're different. On Shabbat, the hafecha is evident. Just like Lot got saved because he was different. That's the Kedusha of Shabbat. And therefore, how important it is, Rabotai, even if during the week we cannot control our yetzer uh, uh, to, be, to be out there, to, to let everybody know, to broadcast. On Shabbat, Shabbat Shabbat And therefore, if you want to have Malchut, you have to have Tzini'ut. You have to have a certain privacy. On Shabbat is an element of privacy. And guess what? It is that element that the Rabbi is telling us. If we're going to rise out of this exile and out of this bitter galut, it's only going to be when Bore Olam sees that we're different, that we're hafuk. From the Indian of that we have hafuk, which is the Bi'inav Lot, that brings Mashiach. That's why Roshua commits quotes Lot. Because Lot also was bringing Mashiach. And the purpose of this piyut of Shabbat is also to talk about the Mashiach. Therefore, you can't get a better, better place than the Shoresh of Mashiach, which is Lot in Sedom. Mitoch Apecha, he got saved and will get saved for the same reason. And the Rav continues and he says, Ravrach Shevet Be'emek Abacha, Mori Olam, it's enough that the Shekhinah and the Mashiach is in Be'emek Abacha in the Valley of Desolation. And we say, Ve'hu Yahmol Alayich Hamla, that ultimately Mori Olam should have Hamla, should have compassion and should have mercy. This is already a great connection. Now we have a new Kabbalah for Lil Shabbat. 
When we read these Pesukim over here, Mikdash Melech, Eid Menucha, Kumitzi, Metoka, Apecha, we have to remind ourselves in our behavior on Shabbat, in our reserved behavior, in our private behavior, where everybody else is continuing seven days a week, 24-7, Klai Seel goes to a different position. And it's Davka, Metoka, Apecha, that Mashiach will come. It is Metoka, Apecha, that we talk about Ben Yishai, it is Betov Avechad that the rabbi says, Korba il nafshi ge'ala. As a result, Borelam is going to bring us to the Geulah. We'll stop over here.